Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hello. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Modern Medieval the Podcast. I'm Ello. And I'm Megan. Back uh, from the dead of COVID. Yeah, poor Megan had COVID last week. And if you listen to that episode, you can definitely feel the difference between this week and last week. <laughs> uh yeah, definitely much more like energetic and yeah. she's not a true trooper. Incredible trooper to record. <laughs> takes true dedication. <laughs> well, thank you. And we have some really exciting things in the works at the moment. We don't yeah. want to spoil too much, but we're going to get some music for like transitions and intro outros due to one of my new PhD pals. Thank you. Yeah, we will have him on, I believe, in the next week or two, but we might be sampling some music here or there of his to, you know, gotta support one up. another. And <laughs> the music he does is like super epic you know, like movie soundtrack sounding a la Lord of the Rings and like Hans Zimmer and stuff. So your audience, I will be listening to it for the first time. too. (laughs) You'll get my undivided, honest opinion. (laughs) But I guess I'm just saying that it's not like, oh, I'm going to support my friend who does like hip hop rap that is not related. (laughs) I would have unabashedly done it anyways. But no, this like very in our vibe, in our theme. And then we also got a surprise email this past Friday of a really cool really cool opportunity that we will give more information about yeah as time progresses but that should be you wanting some more (laughs) yeah but I guess needless to say that big time academia is going to enter into this Okay. We little podcast. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Every t- I feel like, you know, I've been processing through that throughout the weekend and I was just like, can't believe it, can't believe it, can't believe it, can't believe it. And it still just hasn't gone real. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, when I read that email in the morning on Friday, because I check all my yeah. emails and everything, because I just don't like the red dot notifications. Suffer. And it took me a tick to kind of click. And I was like, is this? real (laughs) yeah uh and I was like double checking that it wasn't from some sort of you know kind of those generic aggregates that you get where they're like we noticed your podcast but it's some really random obscure thing like no this is like directly from a university it's uh, printing press and not just some random one in the middle of Kentucky or like Wyoming yeah, we'll we'll reveal more later because yes. like, otherwise we'll we'll definitely give out more information than we want to. But uh, for this week, we wanted to just kind of keep it simple yet again. Uh, pop culture, pop and just kind of pop culture interacting with the medieval. So we have both we're at different stages, but have both started the Netflix series Disenchantment. That you know is the animated series by Matt Gronig, so the same person of like The Simpsons and Futurama because it just is like literally in the field that we talk about yeah so Ella's only like a few episodes in yeah I started it and I'm halfway through season two and I know that season three just dropped like this week oh, the week before right, makes sense. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's also kind of of its time but even just looking at images of the show even if you For haven't sure. watched it or if you watch just the trailer you get the medieval vibe for sure like it really is everything you've ever watched in films of like medieval knights and um medieval films put into animation yeah and it really kind of asks the question of like the different scales of medievalism and 
the way that we think of and look at the medieval. And it's also just like unique because this is, you know, it's rooted in the medieval time. So it's not something like the night before Christmas that you yeah, exactly. Watched it's very Ello, yeah, yeah. where it takes something from the medieval, puts it in the modern time. It's like this is going back to the medieval and then bringing modern yeah stuff to it. Uh, it's also quite interesting because, like, in that like with that show, you kind of have the thing of like, am I laughing at the medieval with the medieval? So kind of going back to the first few episodes, if you've listened to it, um, yeah, we're like that kind of question becomes apparent because obviously it's kind of it's quite funny um but like you there's a bit of that like what am I laughing at exactly <laughs> yeah like laughing at or laughing with the medieval the middle ages and I definitely think it's a, a lot more of the laughing at but yeah. there are the few that you laugh with yeah so I guess the best way for us to kind of you know get into some of the themes and everything is to talk about impressions yeah why don't you go first, Ello, since you're the much more fresh. raw, fresh <laughs> yeah, person with this? Um, well, so I thought, so, okay, so this, the thing I thought was that obviously um, the first episodes of any show kind of set the tone and are trying to introduce the themes and kind of get you hooked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first episodes, right, I'm not going to spoil anything because if I spoil, I don't know, should I spoil? But spoilers are fine. Okay, spoil, yeah. sorry, sorry, we're spoiling. Um, <laughs> So in the first episode, like, you've got, like, uh, a princess who's getting married, but it's an arranged marriage so that two um, kingdoms, you know, can reunite forces and all that. And, like, she's really your anti-hero and she's really, like, very modern woman, like, 21st century with, like, things like wanting to go out and drink and have fun and she doesn't want to be married because she doesn't really see the point. And so, like, quite a lot like, quite a lot of... um very modern themes and then she is forced to marry um this prince who she doesn't like and then obviously that doesn't happen and so this is this, this whole story is very like contri- kind of contrived in a way because it, it's not like a linear story but within that you have like funny moments and then they introduce a couple of other characters um and what I would say is that like it's funny but it's also kind of hard to get into um yeah but the animation is amazing um, yeah and I think obviously it's one of those things where like once the more you get into it the better it is um but like between I watched two episodes and between the two episodes I took like a two-hour break because <laughs> <laughs> I was like can't, like some I'm, I'm quite a binge watcher so like usually if I like something I just continue on but for some reason with this it felt like a bit bit long yeah so yeah I mean I I go along with a lot of what Ella just said and that yeah so Princess Tia Beanie Mm. is you know our princess also known as Bean and the creators wanted they they view her as this like quote-unquote feminist take which yeah I kind of see it there is that but also a lot of the the writing staff still not like a 50-50 male-female split. It's still very male-dominated. Yeah. So there – and there are moments where you, I think that you describing her as an antihero is very apt because oh, she, does, <laughs> she does make like lots of mistakes. Yeah, she does. is not always the most likable character. Um, no, she's a bit whiny, to be honest. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, she – <laughs> 
I mean, having watched all the first season, it starts off super rough. And it's not just us looking at like critics reviews and, you know, things. It's the same. And then it kind of gets more mixed where people are like, then it gets amazing. And other people are like, it grows and develops. I'm in that much more kind of, uh, I'm still not, yeah, 100% sold. But I am like, oh, this does get better. It does develop. It just (laughs) it <laughs> takes a lot to get through. Yeah. And I find that part of that is like with the the humor. Yeah. It feels like it's trying too hard and it falls yeah. flat. I also think it's one of those things where like the writing, sorry, like very critical, but I don't think the writing is that like the animation side is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I would say that the writing isn't that good. At the, the writing moment. does get better as well. And that is another thing. Uh, yeah. The animation across the board, people have been like, it's animated beautifully yeah in regards to like the storyline that you were mentioning hello and everything I mean it's a very in the beginning generic yeah medieval tale like romance tale storyline for the yeah. most part of princess arranged marriage and then the quote-unquote feminist twist of her not wanting to for very valid you know like this yeah. is just for politics I always thought I'd get married for love kind of thing and I mean it is also like a generic medieval kingdom. It's called Dreamland. Yeah. So very kind of like, it's not quite as funny as something like in Shrek, like far, far away or yeah. something, but it has that kind of vibe. Yeah. For every sure. medieval story vibe. Yeah. I think the issue I had with like the first episodes, I thought it was very slow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very slow burner, but like the hype, doesn't quite live up I don't know if that makes any sense uh what hi- like what hype are you like so for about? example they set out the story and I mm-hmm. thought that by the end of the episode like it would actually be really funny mm-hmm. um but actually in the end it kind of was a tiny bit flat yeah um and I think also every time they make a joke whether sexual or like a stupid joke or you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. it it takes too long to get there and so then it it kind of gets a bit anticlimactic okay yeah I, I get what you're saying and yeah I mean I do agree um it just the introduction of the characters like our three quote-unquote like main characters I guess that's not true that there are like a lot of like actually equal main characters but we have princess Tiabini, so bean and then we have her elf companion, Elfo, who yeah. comes from Elfland, but he's, like, the cynical one, and he's not, like, happy, tra la so he leaves. And then we have Lucy, who is Bean's, like, quote-unquote personal demon. And, you know, Lucy's, like, a plan with Lucifer demon yeah. thing. And then we have Tibini's dad, King Zog, who I find to be like the least funny I feel like he's just annoying for me anything but he's like the patriarchal king father that isn't very smart but just like loves being king and blah 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 uh and then some more minor characters are around that and I don't know if you ever watched Game of Thrones at all Elo but this is meant to be like the Simpsons again created by the same creators the Simpsons meets Game of Thrones and there are definite overlaps of that in the first season, especially with, I mean, there's like literally a throne of swords in, it's either the first or the second episode that, or maybe it's later, I've like lost track of what happens when, uh, that 
impaled one of the princes? Did you get there? Yeah, that's the first episode. That's the first episode. Okay. And then they found another. They find another prince for her to marry. His brother. Yeah. But it was interesting because also they had the um, oh, what's it called from from the Greek tale um, when they go to the siren and um, Ulysses when he goes and travels. So they so she tries to get rid of her like fiance and they go into the sea and they go past like the sirens. Mm, yeah, I mean so they're actually interesting. That was interesting because it was kind of anachronistic, but. Yeah, no, I mean, there are a lot of really great, like, little quips like that that show up uh, and, like, pop culture references in the background and everything. We also get, like, a selkie in season two, which is, like, a northern Scottish tradition, as well as, like, parts of, I believe, the, like, Norwegian and Scandinavian countries. And... So, you know, like there are bits of that that I do appreciate that are funny, but like the overall dialogue and everything, not so much. And it's just, yeah, I find it. It's a good attempt. Yeah. And like I said, it does get better, but it's just a really like thinking of it, just the idea of this being a show and the pitch and everything I find interesting because, you know, you had the Simpsons. So like the everyday family in generic Springfield, America, you know, and that becomes a joke of, well, there are 11 Springfields in America. And so it's always playing on like which one it is because they're all across the country. You have Futurama, which is the future show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the past show. Yeah. And then this is the one that's in the past. I apparently, I haven't gotten to season three yet, but apparently they bring in some like uh, modernity, like steampunkness. So I'm actually quite interested in how that all works out. Because then that's like a clash of the medieval and the quote-unquote modern. Yeah. But um, yeah, like the idea, just, I don't know, like the title Disenchantment is so generic, but again, it's like a playment on Enchanted, the movie, which is like fairy tale and the sorcery. I mean, there's literally a sorcerer called Sorcerio. Yeah. <laughs> series, which are quite, quite funny. But I guess it's just the idea of something that is so generically medieval being created and then it's also done via animation I don't know yeah. if you have like thoughts on that Elo but it's I mean uh, I feel like in a way um a lot of the medieval content that I was introduced to when I was little mm-hmm. um was through books right and you'd always have like drawings or illustrations um of the scenes and stuff so to me that kind of brings more like something relatable to your or my past or to my childhood so mm-hmm. um I thought it was quite cool and it kind of could go with like the idea of manuscripts and that kind of relationship to the text and to the story um that's m- mainly been my thinking um I, you might think about it differently <laughs> well, yeah, I mean I just I don't really have like concrete thoughts about it because I kind of fluctuate and I get what you're saying and of course there's also the like this is satirizing just by it being animated of like Disney and Pixar and yeah all of that um I guess it's also just when has been I guess Vikings is a show that's currently live action that is set in a medieval past but there aren't other shows that really come to mind that are 
set like that. I mean, I could be missing some. But... I can't really remember them really. But I do think like, for example, like there's quite a lot of comic strips. Um, when I was, had a brief period in time when I like looked at comic strips and stuff and mm-hmm. that tended to be a thing. Like there would be quite a lot of plays on King Arthurian scenes and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking more about like, I guess we're in a period of time where the medieval isn't made into live action series. I mean, we had Game of Thrones, of course, and I wonder if that just so saturated or was like such a cultural phenomenon that it kind of... How do you feel about Game of Thrones? I haven't... for a different time. I have many feelings and thoughts, especially about the final season and the way that it ends oh okay uh, I haven't started it I I um I kind of got like there was a lot of DDT and I was like mm, it's not for now <laughs> in the first episode I was like no yeah yeah I mean it was a fantastic show for so long and then that changed and yeah I'm part of the camp that's like very upset and think that it's one of the largest TV finale letdowns of all time. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I'm finding it hard to articulate what I'm thinking because I guess we have like The Witcher, but that's based off a video game. Yeah. That's different than what I'm thinking of. I guess in my mind, I have something like Zelda, or not Zelda, that's uh, Xena uh, the Warrior Princess and like Hercules. Oh, yeah. And shows kind of like that but any sort of medieval tinted show vikings and game of thrones aside are going to be something that is much more of the gothic medieval i find so kind of like fairy witches and that kind of and like sword fighting thrown into that so the distilled medieval like so the distilled medievalism rather than the medieval does that make sense yeah Yeah, I mean in a way though I kind of would say that like given that it's the same kind of format as the Simpsons and that kind of thing I'm not that surprised that it's distilled medieval I don't know if that makes sense well I'm not talking about disenchantment right now though I'm talking about like other oh yeah sorry sorry no films so like that or tv series specifically because like it's uh, true the Wix saga, I don't know if it's like based on a book or whatever, just came out, right? So that's an example of these like mm. fairies and they're in the gothic kind of school setting or whatever and they learn like sword play and it's kind of, you know, got that vibe of medieval echoes. Yeah. I just, I'm wondering why some it has to be like an animated series, like Disenchantment at the moment for the like medieval to continue living on and it's kind of more medieval form rather than yeah. like a night before Christmas. I do wonder though if it isn't also like partly because of the global pandemic that like not much is being done, um, filmed and published and edited and all that. So I wonder how much of that ha- comes into play as well. We may be like seeing projects like this come because I think if you do a medieval film project, like there's a lot that goes on to it. Like it's not just. Like, A Night Before Christmas is kind of shitty. Like, there's nothing really particularly difficult about creating that film. But, like, an actual proper medieval film might take a lot more money and um, time and, 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 like, lots of different actors together, which 
at the moment might not be possible. It might be something like that as well. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it definitely does. And I mean, you're thinking about the very immediate moment. I mean, disenchantment's been around for two years now, three years prior, not so much. But your notes or your thoughts about um, the budget and like detail, that makes more sense. It is a major investment. Yeah. So I guess I can see that financially. Because like with a lot of these things, like really like when they try and set it in the past, they use all of the like incredible things that they've managed to do with editing and filming and all of that. But like that is very expensive. And also it takes a very long time between the pitch and when you actually get to filming and like post-production and stuff. So I wonder if it isn't also like that at the minute. Yeah, maybe Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, there's also the Amazon series Middle Earth that's been in the works for three years. That's mm. like the prequel to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, uh, which again, yeah. that's complex and worthy of its own like epic. thing. <laughs> there's just like a lot of potential issues with that. And with Joe, who will be coming on and everything, I mean, people are very passionate about it. And I agree that it may go down the uh, Game of Thrones route, which could be disastrous. Yeah. But in regards to just like what you're saying, I bring it up, the, the timeline and the yeah. effort put into it. That also, though, does carry the Tolkien-esque baggage. So that also has a different kind of relationship. Yeah. Timeline, but... But it's true, actually. Like, if, if... You know, when we were still studying at UCL, we had to, like, pitch a medieval film and, like the storyline that we run it to run with right yeah um and actually I, I I think maybe getting to your actual point of like there were like quite a lot of ideas that we based off books or um medieval stories that actually don't get told which is also kind of interesting that we don't take inspiration from that I would yeah, have I- thought also like at the moment with like this pandemic we would go back to that kind of past but we seem to have kind of moved into something different at the moment yeah, at first it seemed like that was going to be the way that it was going to go. And yeah, I think that it was perhaps too optimistic. <laughs> dream or yeah. Um but in what you're saying in that pitch, not only were people going back to medieval stories, but it wasn't like fairy tales. It was no. like romance de la rose and they were all also very like feminist oriented yeah. or very like telling of the stories that aren't just knights yeah castles dragons etc it has nothing to do with it really it was really yeah was really a cool fun thing to do I mean it might have also been that the class was just girls all, <laughs> you know female yeah girl identifying and then our teacher was an amazing like queer studies professor bless oh, Robert Mills. so that also may have had a, a bit of an influence on that particular exercise by the class nothing wrong with that you know nothing wrong but, with that yeah, looking back, it's actually kind of funny that the medieval, the entire class was female. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess yeah. a lot of the majority of the cohort was female to male. But, like, you just think that the medieval would attract, quote-unquote, male population, and it didn't. didn't. So I never really thought that. I mean, it is interesting. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to try and figure out why. Um, it was just kind of a passing thought where I was like, yeah, I never yeah. thought of that like our class in that regard from that yeah. angle and, and also it was really interesting because we were all very like different kind of had different kinds of thoughts about the medieval so it was really interesting as always like we had very interesting conversations 
Oh, yeah. We were all over the place. It was great. Like, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess disenchantment this week has worked more of just kind of like a large thought exercise. And that, you know, it's the medieval fantasy and that it is like such a distillation of the medieval, but not as much as something like, you know, in my PhD, I'll be talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. And its approach and distillation of both the Gothic and the medieval. And that's like a distillation of the distillation of the thought of it, you know, like very generic. Whereas, yeah, Disenchantment does have like smart, fun moments of playing with the medieval, but it also does fall into the default of like, uh, episode I just watched in season two where they like are cleaning their clothes for the first time that first and only time that year and it's like this big holiday and then every other year they bathe their bodies and yeah that's mm. you know we've talked about this where it's like okay yes they had different health and cleanliness standards but to not us. to that extent and hygiene yes was different regards like brushing your teeth and washing your hair but yeah it's not that extreme so it yeah. is one of those like because then at that point, you're really laughing at rather than laughing with. Right. Because it's such a, it's beyond it's so the being foreign, the satire. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. there are things like that. But needless to say, we do, like it, it. yeah, we do like the show. So just push through, I would say, the first seven episodes, which is a bit I will too. <laughs> then I usually say give an episode three to five or a season like of a series three to five episodes for that kind of initial hump in the beginning. Cause sometimes it does take a while to get into narrative it. structure, character development, plot, everything moving together. But the series I find, I mean, the first season's only 10 episodes, but yeah. it's like episodes kind of eight, but nine and 10 that it really like finds itself, I guess. Yeah. It I doesn't can kind of imagine that really. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, it's the best show ever now, but I appreciate it much more where I'm at now yeah um so yeah if you want some just kind of like modern medieval background watching something disenchantment is for you episodes are less than 30 minutes each yeah. so it's not except for the first one oh it's the first like one 45. like five minutes or something okay that felt long <laughs> <laughs> but well yeah so aside from that then it's much more like digestible and Despite our criticisms, it is like a series that we wouldn't be talking about it if we thought it was out of shit. Yeah, uh, or we would, but we would have been much more extreme. Yeah, I mean, if you have a bit of a withdrawal from like Big Mouth or BoJack Horseman, uh, Rick and Morty, which those are all on a different plateau. Those are all exceptionally more mature, better shows than this. Yeah, but if you want kind of like a, a raunchy comedy animation this something light feels that. it's definitely light hello any like final thoughts no i'm no? thoughtless thoughtless that's great why don't you start signing us off yeah, so, so if you've enjoyed this episode first of all thank you for listening um you yes. can find more of our episodes on spotify apple Podcasts, amazon audible youtube or wherever you find your platform your podcast just by typing modern medieval podcast you can find us on social media if you want to interact with us please do um we've got an instagram our handle is podcast.modern.medieval our facebook we've got both a group where you can interact with us or a page uh just type modern medieval the podcast and you can obviously email us if you so wish um by typing modern.medieval.podcast at gmail.com 
Yeah. And then uh, finally, we have Twitter, which you can find us with the handle at medieval underscore modern for up-to-date info, et cetera. Also just want to say or echo what Ello said, a thank you for listening. We have passed the 1,500 listen slash download mark, which is quite exciting for us, especially because I think it was a month ago where we just crossed like a thousand or something. Yeah, that's insane. So thank you so very much. Thank you so much. And we're also just excited for what's coming up. Yeah, yeah. We can't wait to share it with you. It's really cool how like a passion project is like, you know, it's a little baby that we just enjoy taking care of every week and then it's slowly, slowly building up. It's very cool. Yeah, I 100% agree. So until next time, I'm Megan. And I'm Ello. And this is Modern Medieval, the podcast. Well, hello. Little did you know that the episode is not actually over. We are going to give you a little special teaser of my friend Joe Burton's music. He goes under the name Trothgard. And this is a sampling of his upcoming album, The Legends of Elderly, as well as a bit of a taster for what our future musical jingles will sound like. Enjoy. <laughs>